Hey there, gang. Looks like we've got another mystery on our hands. Welcome back to Moving Coons Podcast, where we talk about all things scary weird business near and past. <laughs> I just kept going on that one, what didn't I? What was that? <laughs> you guys know where you are. <laughs> Unless you're new here, I guess. My name is Bree. And my name is Core. And we are roommates then. <laughs> Fuck, this is not good. It's going good. It's going fantastic. We are roommates who met on Twitter in 2020 during a pandemic and became <laughs> Did we forget to mention that our podcast is heavily inspired by our favorite cartoon, Growing Up? We would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you meddling kids! As promised, every second week we will be splitting up to research our own topics. You know, because splitting up covers more ground or whatever Fred usually says. I think we'd better split up. Reeling it back to our roots once again, we've been inspired by our home province for this week's episode. This island is full of spooks and gooks. <laughs> I'm so excited to finally share my personal experiences with all of our listeners by discussing the old hag. And don't talk about yourself that way. Oh my god. Luckily, I don't have any personal experiences with my topic, so I'll be covering the Newfoundland Farage. <laughs> <laughs> we reached out to our listeners and we got an overwhelming response of stories on both topics. On the old head. (laughs) So we will be reading a few of those in this episode. Thank you so much to everyone who shared their spooky, ooky experiences. We really appreciate all the help. As usual, we want to mention that we research articles online to source some of our information and do not intend any disrespect. With that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to episode four of Meddling Kids Podcast, The Old Hag and the Newfoundland Fairies. (laughs) This is the spooky, icky tale of the old hag. If you aren't from Newfoundland and Labrador, you may refer to the old hag, or the hag, as sleep paralysis. For those of you who aren't familiar with sleep paralysis, count yourselves lucky. Sleep paralysis is a horrible combination of hallucination and lack of muscle control caused by entering REM, rapid eye movement, sleep too quickly. It's a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It can provoke feelings ranging from mild anxiety to outright terror. (laughs) During an episode of sleep paralysis, one may hallucinate by seeing, feeling, or hearing things that aren't really there. Because hallucinations often occur at the same time as paralysis, it's common to hear this experience described as supernatural. It's an old age phenomenon that has statistically affected 30% of the general population that was first reported back in 1664 when a Dutch doctor documented a patient's terrifying experience where she felt as if the devil was lying on her or a great dog was sitting on her chest. When she tried to throw it off, she couldn't move. You're probably wondering why I keep referring to sleep paralysis as the old hag. Well, here in Newfoundland, that's what it is. As long as I can remember, we've always referred to this terrifying nightmare as the hag. According to my research, this started in the 1890s when a small piece mentioning the hag in Newfoundland appeared in the Journal of American Folklore. People around the world then became aware that a lot of Newfoundlanders had experienced the phenomenon of the old hag. (laughs) She is described as a witch-like, wrinkled, and withered old woman with long hair. 
She can appear in doorways and next to the bed. Most people describe the hag to crawl on top of them and sit on their chest to pin them down, making them feel as though it's hard to breathe. A lot of Newfoundlanders describe this experience as being hagged, the hagging or hag-ridden. There are also reports that people thought they could summon the hag by reciting the Lord's Prayer backwards and that they could kill her by sleeping on their backs with knives or boards with upright nails against their chest designed to stab her when she sits on them. Someone who fell victim of the hag even accused another person in their community of hagging him over a jealous feud. <laughs> get hagged. Get hagged, bro. Go get hagged. Suck a hag. The weird thing is, the hag is referred to as many different names around the world. According to Nigerian tradition, a demon woman pounces on you during your dreams and renders you motionless. In Japan, sleep paralysis is explained as a spirit seeking vengeance by suffocating you in your sleep. And in Brazil, the culprit is a roof-dwelling crone. What is a crone? No, like a gargoyle oh. named Pisadira. Jesus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Who attacks those in their sleep on their backs while their stomachs are full. In Egypt, sleep paralysis is often thought to be caused by a djinn or a genie. A supernatural creature that terrorizes and sometimes kills its victims. In Italy, some interpret sleep paralysis as an assault by the so-called pandafesh, a figure described as a malevolent witch or a terrifying giant cat. Meow. In South Africa, indigenous people believe the state to be caused by black magic involving menacing dwarf-like creatures called tokolosh. I don't even really know if I'm pronouncing any of this right, so... Anyways, <laughs> in the 1781 painting, The Nightmare, Swiss-English artist Henry Fuseli depicted a young woman sprawled on her bed with a gremlin crouching on her abdomen. These varied cultural representations all have the same element, fear. <gasps> ah. Another common theme between most of these reports comes from people who fall asleep on their backs. So Not me, could never be me. No? You don't sleep on your back? No. Neither do I, I'm too scared I'm going to get the hag. I just saw um, Insidious, and he, when he sleeps on his back, he gets taken, so... Yeah, because he astral projects. I'm going to get into that. About day. So why does this even happen? I'm going to get a little scientific here now, boys. So, like, this is going to be, like, science class with cord here now. Real nice science guy. <laughs> why do different places around the world see similar visions of demons, witches, and spirits? Sleep paralysis is a very mysterious and complicated occurrence. During sleep paralysis, the body and muscles are in REM sleep, but the mind is partially conscious, which can cause a waking nightmare. <laughs> During REM sleep, you're likely to be dreaming. Your brain prevents you from acting at your dreams by releasing neurotransmitters that lock down some of your skeletal muscle groups. As REM sleep diminishes, your brain wakes up your muscles, but sometimes... The timing of the wake-sleep cycle doesn't sync up properly. In this little gap between waking and sleeping, your mind becomes alert while your body still can't move. Some of the visual and auditory elements of your dreams may still be playing out, hence the hallucinations. Scientists believe it is the fear response and the brain trying to make sense of the immobilization that conjures the images of witches or a presence in the room. Mysteriously, it is still unknown why we see similar beings during these nightmares, and I think that's why it's so interesting. It's so bizarre and spooky. 
From my personal experience, the hag usually happens when I'm really tired and I fall asleep too fast. Stress, jet lag, sleep deprivation, and panic disorder may also trigger the condition. Lucky for me. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get into some personal theories now of why... These are personal theories, by the way. I um, pretty much made these up. I did not really see any theories online of what could, like, why this happens. So, my first theory is that people who have psychic abilities are more likely to fall victim to the hag because they're able to astral project from their bodies. Um, do you know what astral projection is? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so basically, um, it reminds me of American Horror Story Coven when they astral project. So it's a banger season. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But basically, it's when you fall asleep, but you're able so to... So like lucid dreaming? Yeah, it's lucid dreaming. So you're able, you're, you're able to disconnect your soul from your body. So you can, you can astral project out of your body and walk around like a spirit of some sort different Spooky. visit different places etc so i think that could be a theory <laughs> so another theory i've come up with is that potentially it could be some sort of demon that's attempting possession <laughs> to the vulnerable people in the world that's definitely why i've never had this then i don't know maybe you're stronger than you think girly period don't let your guard down the hag will get ya. yeah she'll get something my next theory is more of a local kind of moment here. Um, what if some witch possessed the island of Newfoundland? And that's why we see a witch. Like the witch in Fortnite? Yeah. What? That girl in Fortnite. I haven't played the new season. It sucks ass. <laughs> I think anyways. of like Left 4 Dead, the witch in Left 4 Dead. But anyways, um, maybe a witch could have possessed the island causing this phenomenon. Yeah. To the islanders, and maybe that would make most sense. But, but also that <sighs> you know we're not the only ones who experience sleep paralysis. Yeah. But perhaps maybe there's just witch. like worldwide witch. <laughs> www dot worldwidewitch.com and they all are sent out to islands to people who are sleeping. World www dot means worldwide web. Worldwidewitch.com. So w w so worldwideweb.worldwidewitch.com. No. Okay. The, the server is just Worldwide Witch. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um my next theory, a little bit um a little bit of a <laughs> off-topic moment. Perhaps the witch is a cook. And that's all I'm going to say on that. And my final uh personal theory on the old hag, perhaps it could be a protection of something worse. Because people often um, do see the hag or a being either in their doorway or at the edge of their bed. Maybe she's protecting from a bigger entity. So if she's protecting you, then why is she so scary? Because she's a cook, simply and plainly. <laughs> so uh, um, I would like to dive into my personal experiences with the old hag. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the first time I ever, ever experienced sleep paralysis, I was actually about 12 years old. I was on a plane, and I fell asleep on the plane. Oh, you had the hag on a plane? I did, the first time I ever had the hag. And I thought that, my, my hallucination was that everyone that was on the plane, all the passengers, were stood up on their seats with black hoods on, 
standing up staring at me and I was stuck there. I couldn't move. It's like when you get it, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever experienced it? It's like, seriously feels like, because it's hallucination. It feels like you're lying in bed with your eyes open and you're awake. You can't move. You can't talk. Nothing. And like, it feels like it's lasting for hours, but in reality, it, it only lasts a few minutes. Oh, that's like one of my biggest fears to have that. It's so, it's so brutal. Like it feels so, ugh, I just, I, this feeling of it is very disturbing. You can't breathe, right? It's like you're having a hard time breathing. But when I get it, I, I try to like come out of it. Like I'll jolt myself forward trying mm-hmm. to wake up. Like, and it's sometimes I just can't come out of it. Like it, no. I just have to just go through it and just, that's terrifying. And hope that nothing happens. Spooky. Um, so the, I don't think i can't think of a time i i call it the hag but i can't think of a time that i've actually seen the hag Mm -hmm. for me it's always been someone with a black hoodie with their hood up and i only started really seeing um like the black hooded because it it was always just like i'd see them and they would just stand there but i went to see don mcgraw king yeah so if for those of you don't know don mcgraw is a is a local psychic medium in newfoundland and I went to see him for a reading a few years ago, and he told me that my house back in Wabush was haunted, that a man had died in my house, and he lived in my basement in my room. Ugh. After he told me this, um, I experienced sleep paralysis, and there I would see, like, a man in my room, and he would pace around my bed. Like, it felt like he was he would stand up, and it wasn't even, like, he wasn't walking. It's like he was floating around my bed, but I've never had it where, like, it's crawled up and sat on my chest. Ah! Ah! Another story I can remember um, about sleep paralysis is one time I fell asleep. And usually I get it if I take naps. So that's why I avoid taking naps at all costs because I don't want to get the head. So one time I fell asleep. I passed it on my back like in the middle of the day. I was really tired. And I had a ceiling fan in my room at the time. And I was hallucinating that the fan was on and it was getting closer and closer and closer and closer to oh me. Oh, my God. And then the guy with the black hood was pacing and I couldn't wake up. Jesus, I couldn't come out of it. There's a lot going on. I, you wake up in like a sweat. You're like, holy fuck. I'm so glad I'm out of that. It's the yeah. worst. Another just a silly little one. It's a little moment. Um, I was on a hockey trip one time and we had been driving for many, many hours and I get car sick so I take gravel and obviously had it knocked me out. And I experienced sleep paralysis in the back of the vehicle, but I, was, I knew I was so hungry. I was trying to get out of it. And I knew my mom had a box of Tim Hortons cookies in the vehicle. So I was like in the backseat and I couldn't wake up. And all I could manage to mumble was, hoodie. <laughs> so hungry, right? And so I jolted out of the sleep paralysis and got a cookie and started eating it. But I couldn't like move my arms, right? Like I couldn't, mm. I was like eating and I was just like, trying to eat it like it was so fucked but i'll never forget that um yeah so that's some just a little couple of snippets of my personal experience with the hag that's so funny so we did reach out to our listeners and we got an overwhelming response of stories from people on the island who've experienced the hag and um these were just some stories that to me really depict the hag yeah, really there's one of them me. that's really scary. Yeah, so let's get into it. This one was sent in by Joe, So she messaged me on Instagram, and this was her story. I've been having old hag dreams since I was about 13 or 14 on a regular basis about once a month, and they've grown with me, starting as a small, creepy boy who had no eyes and a long face, yeah. who was eerily pale, 
to a large man with sickly gray skin who had glowing red eyes. To now, I hope the final form. A very, very skinny lady, like I'm talking bones, 100% visible, who has stringy black hair and black dead eyes. I am a very (laughs) spiritual person. I have an altar space in my room with many important objects, objects I know the placement of. This particular morning, I woke up but was frozen in my bed. The lady came creeping out of my closet. You could hear her bones clattering, and I remember the fear in my body. I tried to come too, but I couldn't. She came over and watched me for a few moments, which was scary, but something across the room seemed to catch her eye, my altar. She made her way over and I saw her picking up things and putting them back down, not really moving them. She picked up a large chunk of crystal and observes it for a moment and then makes her way back over to me. This is where it gets all trippy for me. She caresses my hair and placed the crystal on my chest and started to crawl onto my bed and I thought she was going to kill me. The crystal, however, did not move. It was on my chest this whole time. Eventually, I come back to reality. However, to this day, I have no explanation to the fact that I woke up with the same crystal I saw her place on my chest. I had been charging it the night before, so there was no reason for it to be close to me. And it's the one thing I may never be able to explain. That's creepy as fuck, bro. That's really spooky. This next story comes from Kayla. Old hag haunts my whole family on my mom's side. My first experience was I was sleeping on the floor of my Nana Pop's house when I was 13 and I woke up because I felt something on my chest. Felt like someone was pushing down with two hands on my chest while also simultaneously blowing air into my face. I could see out of the corner of my eye the hag which looked like a woman in all black. Couldn't see much. I was screaming my friend's name who was there with me but nothing was coming out. Eventually, I just sat up and it was all over. Used to happen to my pop so much he sleeps with a Bible under his pillow to this day. He says it helps. My mom has woken up and seen the fucking hag crawling on the floor towards her. Fuck right off! That's what she said. (laughs) Fuck right off! I'm 30 now and I still won't sleep on my back because of the friggin' old hag. (laughs) That one was funny. This is the last one um, for today about the hag. This one comes from Vanessa. She said, my three-year-old nephew spent the night a few years ago. I woke up next to him. I could see him, but I was unable to move. Someone was hugging me from behind in a bear hug. I couldn't breathe. I knew the person hugging me was the lady from the movie Mama. That bitch freaks me the fuck out. This is the one that fucked me up. I finally woke up and laid there traumatized. Two minutes later, my nephew wakes up screaming, she's gonna get me, she's gonna get me. I finally got him to calm down and asked who. His response? Mama. I nearly died on the spot. Neither of us slept the night after that. That's fucked. I know. Isn't that spooky? That's really spooky. Oh my god. So that's all I have today on the hag. There's not a whole lot of information on it because it's pretty, you know, pretty open shut moment. It's more about, you know, like why it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But it's always been something that has tormented me ever since I was about 12 years old and wanted to share my experiences and share it with our listeners. Let's go. So now we're going to switch things over to Brie as she has covered the Newfoundland fairies. All right, let's get into the tale of the Newfoundland fairies. The tale of the Newfoundland fairies is the rock's oldest story. Whether you've heard your nan tell you to turn your socks inside out or you've heard your childhood friend's mother tell you to stay clear of the fairies in the woods, you know something about the Newfoundland fairies. 
Today I want to help you all take a deeper dive into the mythical world of the infamous Newfoundland fairies. Scary! Many say when the angels rebelled in heaven, many of them fell to hell. But when God suddenly... Look, I can't talk about God without laughing. I just can't imagine this man going... (laughs) (laughs) But when God slammed the heavenly gates, the gates closed to hell as well, trapping many angels to the earthly plane. Those former denizens of heaven became fairies and lived wherever on earth they landed, which mainly happened to be Newfoundland. Oh my god, wow. And also parts of Ireland. Wow, that's cool. They've adapted so well to Newfoundland because it didn't immensely modernize throughout the years. That's very true. <laughs> yes, God. Let's get into the silly antics of these devious little fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hear the fairy. There are two sides of fairies. Some say they are kind, angelic creatures who guide you when you are lost. But some say that they are the reasons you are lost. Alright, let's talk about fairy circles. Fairy circles are believed to be an area where they group together and dance and celebrate. Yes, God. We do that a little bit, don't we? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. The mushroom stools that make up the circle are for when fairies need to sit down and recuperate. That's pretty cute. Picture them little sitting down on little mushrooms. <laughs> it is said if a human steps foot inside the circle, it will compel he or she to join the fairies. What could feel like five minutes could actually translate to five years of you being stuck in the circle. Oh my god, that's scary. And like... Someone who's outside the circle can help you get out of it, but it's, like, extremely hard, and they can also, end, like, get stuck in it. Oh, my God. I wonder if there's anyone, like, stuck in a fairy circle out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> All right, let's get into the offerings of the fairies. Now, the offerings for the fairies are very, very tricky and scary. Are they spooky-ooky and a little bit kooky? Yeah. Sometimes... A small gift from a fairy will present itself to you, which could be like a flower, an, an acorn, egg, an egg on our front, on our back step, an egg in a container of rice with a whole fucking chicken, um, a pebble maybe, but just little things like, um, I know some people have found like, like bumblebees and stuff, mm-hmm. like on like windowsills. <gasps> That's from the fairies. Yeah. When you see this gift, do not accept it. Because when you accept a gift from a fairy, the fairy will want something in return. What is this thing in return, you may ask? Oh, it's simple. Your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're fucked. They're like little blood-sucking fuckers. You know what they are? They're devious little fucks. They are devious little fucks. When you notice your gift, just say thank you for my gift, but I do not accept. And your soul should be fine. So, everyone knows about turning your socks inside out. We've all heard about it somewhere. Yeah? Yeah, we did it at the Escape Quest downtown St. Yes, John's. Guys. Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored. They do I have a fairy. They, they do have a fairy escape yeah, room. Yeah, they have a fairy escape room. It's really fucking fun. I did slay the competition. Yeah, it I was, was a comp beast very much on period. All right. 
So the reason you turn your socks inside out could also be coats or mm-hmm. hats or gloves is to confuse these little fairy little guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> to confuse the fairies. These sorts of beings are depicted as mischievous and to counter their mischief. One could do something unexpected to confuse them. Oh my god. Tiny little fairy brains. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't necessarily repel them in some way that ironwood, which they're generally scared of. They're scared of iron? They're literally yeah. werewolves now. <laughs> they're werewolf vampires that can fly. It's more of a last minute distraction designed to give you some time to escape any enchantments. Rather than a lasting effect. So when you turn the socks inside out, they're like, uh, they're like what wait, the hell? Is that real? Is that real? <laughs> right, so that was very much short and sweet on the fairies. Honestly, there's not very much on fairies on the internet. It's mainly just like folklore here. Mm-hmm. Hearsay. Yeah. So it's just something we've all just kind of spun throughout the years. Right now I'm gonna get into the fairy encounters. And I have a video here from Brother Brennan. There are a lot of different stories here in Branch about fairies, right? People believe in seeing children and things like that. But there was one story here in Branch where uh, <coughs> there was a child born and a man and a wife were over at, at the hay late in the evening, just before dark. Yeah, and uh, the woman had her baby down the bottom of the meadow. It was gone up on the hill. And when she went down to pick up the baby, she sung out to her husband. She said, someone took our baby. She said, this is not our baby. Well, my father told me that story. He heard of it when he was younger, right? Yeah, and uh, she always claimed it wasn't her baby that she raised. The fairy took her baby. So, but she still had a child. It was raised here, right? So, some people believe that child was a, was a fairy. All right, I have another uh, story sent in by... Um listener named Tiffany. It's about feeling conf- the fairy confusion. It was from her friend. Her friend sent it. was about her friend. So. Oh, her friend sent it? Okay. Yeah. Her friend sent it in. <laughs> so when we were young, we had our own baseball field. It was up amongst the woods, away from houses and whatnot. One day, we decided to gather everyone up for a game. So we did so. Anyways, Jordan and his buddy went onto the field, and I went home to get a couple more gloves. When I got to the field, there was no one there, which I thought was odd. So I sat for a bit waiting. Then I thought I heard something in the woods, so I took my bike. I went in to take a look to where I heard the noise coming from. I heard the trees rattling, but couldn't see anything, and I got scared. When I turned around, I didn't know where I was or how to get out which didn't make sense because I was only a couple of feet in the trees. Nothing made sense. It was almost like my memory was erased or something. So hard to explain. I remember getting super confused, and then the next thing I knew, I was out on the trail rushing around, crying, looking for a way out. I ended up running through the marsh onto the road, finally able to run home. I was so traumatized and so afraid after that. That's spooky. All right, I have another story here from someone who works with uh, my co-anchor here. <laughs> my co-worker, Natasha. She told me the story at work Shouts the other day. out to Natasha. All right. When one of my friends were younger, around five to six years old, he was playing in his backyard. 
His mother turned her back for a split second, and when she turned back around, he was gone. A few hours later, they found him sat cross-legged by the river with his clothes and socks folded up neatly, and his shoes were also placed right next to the pile of clothes. He was taken by the fairies. Taken by the fairies. <laughs> All right, I also have a story to read from Spirited Away. This is a book by uh, Tom Da. It's uh, about fairies. And this story is called A Fairy Funeral. Oh my god, I'm scared. Rip. We haven't read this yet, so get into it. All right. When we were children, everything scared us. The Hermes Dragonfly, for example, was called the Devil's Daring Needle. The creature hovered all around us in the summertime, ready to sew up the ears and lips of disobedient children. Oh my god. To us, a common snipe, owl, or bitterin calling from the marsh might be a voice from the other side. We counted crows for the stories the numbers told. Oh, we, I still do that. One for sorrow, two for joy. Three for girl, four for boy. <laughs> and seven was a story yet untold. Death omens were everywhere. <laughs> we, were, we were uneasy when a dog howled at the moon, a bird flew into a room, or the night wind cried like a banshee outside of our clapboards. What the fuck is a clapboard? And how we dreaded the dark, rainy nights, when naughty chains of frogs, when helter-skelter cross the road, hopping on ancient webbed feet on their way to the fairy spree. We always made sure we got home before dark, especially when we had to pass the place where a narrow path to the graveyard branched off from the main road. We heard about what happened to a woman at this very spot one evening just before dark. What the fuck? I'm scared. As she walked along her solitary way, her spirits were suddenly lifted when she saw people coming up from the road towards her. Just in time, she thought, as she quickened her pace to join them. Now she'd have company when she passed the graveyard. But! Something stopped her dead in her tracks. The people were moving, phantom-like, in a slow march off to her left. In shock, she realized she was watching the rare end of a funeral. She stood there, mystified. This was too late in the day for a funeral. Besides, she hadn't heard of any recent death in the community. This can't be, she thought. But all she could do was watch. The frightened woman couldn't see a coffin or any people in the front of the procession. They had already moved up the narrow path through the dark trees. But those at the back, now closest to her, looked to be the size of small children. A hushed column of mourners. Stranger still, as they passed by, they seemed to be fading, shadows moving across shadows. Not one of them looked in her direction, and she did not recognize any of them. This, she realized, was no ordinary funeral. Everything raced through her mind. Could it be a fury funeral? <gasps> she wondered. It was unlucky for mortals to see any kind of fairy activity. And many times she had heard it said with such apparition, was a dreadful omen, a sign of death for one of those who had witnessed it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the woman turned around to go back, but she couldn't move. Her pounding heart rose to her chest. She could hardly get her breath. She watched, terrified. Struggling back that evening, she kept staring straight ahead, afraid of what might be around her, but finally, somehow, she made it home. This incident happened years ago, in the small place where my friends and I grew up. It was never made clear to us that the woman died soon after her encounter with the fairies. Some people vowed that she did. Through the years, however, we heard other versions of the story. 
One old man used to say that fairy coffins were usually open, and if the woman was the one about to die, she would have seen herself laid out in a box. Oh my god. So perhaps it was lucky, he said. She met the back of the procession instead of the front. But he was in the minority. Many others believed that seeing the corpse didn't matter. Just the sighting of a fairy funeral was one of the darkest omens of all. As I said, we, children who believed in the devil's daring needle, made sure we were always among the obedient ones, safe at home long before the spirits and fairies came out, and our elders, whose stories were a mixture of entertainment and warning, never let us forget it. That's spooky. That's spooky, ooky, and kooky. I mean, let's discuss a little bit, I guess. Let's discuss. If I had a egg, I would want it to be a sexy woman. One of the things that really scared me about going to sleep at night was mm. getting that. Gives me very much uh, Freddy Krueger vibes. Yes, because, like, why? Yeah. I don't want that to ever happen to me, like, ever. No, it's very unenjoyable. And when I, often when I talk about it to people who've never experienced, they're like, oh, my God, I want to try it. It sounds so cool. It's not. It does not sound cool. It sounds awful. What's wrong with you? If you think that's cool, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. You're fucked. You're fucked. It's, like, bizarre that, like, all over the world, people experience, like, the same thing. But different. Yeah. You know? I think it's just, you know, after years and years of hearing about it, that's what's in your mind when you... When you associate, like, fair with a person, it's always someone with, like, ratty hair Mm -hmm. and, like, a nightgown. Yeah. And, and, like, pale skin. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just, like... Or she's she's cursed the island. Or I'm a psychic. I don't know. Go get hagged. (laughs) Hope he gets the fucking hang here tonight. Bye. If I get that, I'm leaving the podcast. Middling <laughs> kid. I'm hagging you. Don't ever hang I'm going to go. You can summon the hag by reading the Lord's Prayer backwards. Yeah, well, I have sage in my room, so try again. So, uh, what do you think about the fairies? What do you think? Do you think they're real? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe around a bay. I wouldn't say a town. I don't know. it got to be a wooded area. Have you ever seen a fairy circle? No. Have you ever I seen have. Paris Pond? I have seen a fairy circle. Really? Where? Yeah. Where too? In Labrador. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What'd it look like? Mushrooms <laughs> in a circle. I'm pretty sure I posted a picture. I've also seen fairy circles that um, are just flowers too, though. Mm. I'd say it could be really much anything they can plant their little mm. arses on. Yeah. Anything they can have a little seat, a little sit, a little relax on. A little recoup. Be careful when you're going on a night out. Maybe the fairies are taking us while your memory's gone, you know? Mine. Yeah. Huh. What do you mean? You don't remember when we did that? Did what? Yeah, because the fucking fairies took you. Did what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Josh. Well, that uh, basically wraps up our episode for this week's podcast. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to Meddling Kids Podcast. Yes, make sure to always recommend any cases you'd like to hear from us over at our Instagram at Meddling Kids Podcast. We're always on the look for new cases. Some weird and scary things. We like to we like to cover the weird and scary things, you know? Okay, I didn't know what you were going to say, so. (laughs) Let's just end it off by saying try to be careful not to sleep on your back and avoid avoid mushroom circles. And let's take it away, Brie. We'll be tagging.